one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. So welcome everyone to Strength to Strength. Um, it's good to have you on. Our goals are to advance Jesus' kingdom by tackling thought-provoking topics and stimulating candid discussions and sharing faith-building testimonies. So I think we're going to have maybe a mix of some of them here this morning. Looking forward to having Clark, Clark Ray here on and talking about historic faith and Zach Johnson talking about Sattler College. I think before we get started, we'll have a word of prayer. I'll ask, you, I'll ask these brothers to introduce themselves before they start their topic. Uh, we're doing a two-part this morning. I'll just back up here a little bit. I'll do a two-part this morning. Um, the first half hour, Clark is going to be sharing about historic faith. And then we'll, at around 620, 6.25, we're going we're to stop for some Q&A for him. And then we'll turn it over to Zach. And he will talk about Sattler College and have a Q&A after that as well. So be prepared. If you have some questions, be ready to shout them out and share them. And we'll see what we can get in some discussion there. So let's have a word of prayer before we start. Father in heaven, we thank you. Thank you for this. Another beautiful morning you're blessing us with. As I can look out my window and see the sunrise uh, brightening up the east. Lord, thank you for that. Thank you for the promise of new life in Jesus. And I just thank you for that. I, I pray that your life can be lived through us today. And I pray that, that that life would be attractive and compelling to those who are seeking. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Father, for this opportunity. And I pray your blessing on Brother Clark as he shares and Brother Zach as he shares about the, the, the works they're involved in. And I pray that by these um, efforts that your will could be done and your kingdom would come in a fuller way um, in, in our lives and in the, in the people we impact. Just pray your blessing here and be glorified in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Okay. So we'll start with you for the clerk. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourselves and take it from here. All right. Well, thank you very much, Lowell. It's a, a blessing and an honor to have an opportunity to share with everybody here today. I'm going to go ahead and share my screen, so give me just a moment. <clears throat> so, as I said, my, my name is Clark Ray, and uh, I, I'll just introduce myself here by introducing my family a little bit. I'm the, I'm the director of IT at Sattler College. And uh, my wife there is Alyssa Ray, and I have three children with a, with a fourth on the way. So we have, the Lord has blessed us with, with a, a growing family here in Boston. <clears throat> we moved from California uh, three years ago today, actually, uh, on an invitation to, to come out here to help get Sattler College started uh, with, with the technology needs there. And it's been quite a, an adventure and a journey and has, has stretched me in ways that I couldn't imagine. Um, and the, <clears throat> the historic faith has been a big part of that as well for me. Uh, it's been going for about two and a half years, started a similar time frame. So um, I'm, I'm excited to share with you today what that project has looked like um, and kind of some of the some of the journey there. I want to give a little bit of a disclaimer up here. You may end up seeing one of those little faces come join me on my lap. We um, Our family got, household got COVID over the last couple of weeks and my wife is still pretty down and so um, I told her to explicitly sleep in and uh, we might just have a, a little one join us for some additional presentation at some point uh, if they happen to get up early enough today. So um, <clears throat> I'll go ahead and get started here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, the Stork Faith has been a, a, a project of mine uh, since almost the start of Sattler College. And, and the goal here. Like our, our tagline there says, is to offer practical online courses that will strengthen your obedient love, faith, relationship with Jesus and his kingdom. This is a personal testimony for myself. Um, much of the content that is on the historic faith is from David Brousseau. And that's exactly what his, uh, many of his lessons have, have done for me. Uh, they were fundamental in, in changing my trajectory from, from chasing uh, a pseudo-American dream slash um, 
personal salvation life uh, with with Christ to to really redirecting myself to see the big picture of the grand story of uh, God and His Church um, and the amazing amazing opportunity it is to to serve His people and be among His people and and know His people throughout history. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, I. I'm excited about where this could go and, and what it could be um, where we feel like we're still perpetually a little bit at the early stages. But uh, when I was asked to do this as a ministry update, I wasn't quite sure what that should look like. And so <clears throat> what I'm giving you here today is basically um, <clears throat> a few weeks ago, we did a, an internal departmental presentation where uh, the staff and faculty of Statler College got together and I kind of showed them the project and what it's been looking like and what we're hoping it to be and get feedback. And so I'm giving a very similar presentation today. So you get to see a little bit behind the scenes, <clears throat> some of our development process, how I got started and um, some of our challenges that exist today. And then uh, just like they gave me feedback and, and um, maybe some new ideas, I would love any new ideas or feedback that you would have for us as well to make improvements or um, to, to make changes that might, might benefit people more. So I'll go ahead and get started with kind of the vision behind it. Uh, when we, in summer of 2018, when we arrived here in Boston, Finney, uh, brother Finney Caravilla had, had brought up the idea a few times of taking at that time, David Brousseau's, uh, audio lessons. He had a hundred plus audio lessons, several, um, dozens of hours, over hundred hours of audio lessons available via CD and some of them available via MP3 and even fewer available via YouTube. And it was, we were seeing this, this treasure trove of, of lessons and teachings of, of the early church, um, maybe not reaching as broad of audience as it could. And we had this idea of, of, or he had this idea of taking those and, and, um, creating a streaming website, a, a place to just take all those, all those audio files, put them on a website and, and offer them for a monthly price to access all of them. And just a little bit of a little library. So the vision was was one to take those those teachings from David and and make them available on a modern streaming website. And then we were sitting and talking about the need for work study for Sattler, and this became an obvious project for that. And so this this is also another part of this vision is to provide work study uh, income for students. And then three, if possible. Um, as a, as a ministry to have a dual purpose to one, um, support, uh, getting this message out there as well as also provide an income source for Sattler college and its mission there. Um, <clears throat> and we're at varying levels of success with each one of those, those goals there. So what the idea ultimately became, we had some challenges with the idea of just simply taking all these MP3 files and putting them on a website and saying, Hey, do you want to pay $10 a month for these? Um, the expectation for a sermon website is that it's free, um, which is, which is obvious. Um, and we just didn't see the value proposition, uh, at that point for that and wasn't sure people would actually be interested or especially be interested over a long period of time, which is how, what makes subscription based memberships and, and donations, uh, valuable. Um, otherwise people could, would just jump in and out to grab what they wanted and, and move on. And so we adjusted the, the idea a little bit to actually take David's messages and, and create a little bit different value proposition by organizing them into um, small courses and with, with, along with some small quizzes to kind of keep people engaged in the content itself um, and, and kind of offer um, kind of pathways for people to, to kind of learn certain sets of information. Um, we also wanted to create a community website where the subscribers could discuss what they're learning uh, so they could become engaged with the community more. And then we also wanted to have a place where we could host live Q&As with David Brousseau. He's, um, at one point, he traveled a lot to do a lot of speaking, and he slowed down on that for a lot of, for a lot of reasons, um, namely so he could focus on, on actual creating new books and audio messages and things like that. But this would be an opportunity for him to be able to get out there still and, and um, be able to answer questions to people that, that read his content. And then, and as well as other guests and other hosts. So we currently have that going as well. And then we also wanted to maybe use some of, 
some uh, modern tools of engagement um, for the benefit of the kingdom in the sense of, of gamification certificates and see if that could actually encourage people to, to spend more time um, learning uh, from these courses and then take all of that and, and charge $10 a month. So that was the plan. And the we launched June, 2019. So about one year after we came up with the idea or finalized the idea and we successfully launched with six courses. At that point, it was all David Brousseau content. And a few of the lessons and takeaways we got from that was that the, the concept was proven. We were able to, to grow. We got customers and, um, and it seemed to be engaging to people. People were leaving positive reviews and, and seemed to generally liked, like the, uh, the platform. We had some limitations. The, the community options on our first version were very limited. The forums, it was one single forum that didn't have uh, ability to sort or search well. And then uh, we had limited subscription options, no group pricing. We could only set one price point. Uh, we were very locked into how, how we could structure the memberships. Um, and we had limited marketing ability. The, the platform just didn't allow us to, to market very well for, for a variety of reasons that I won't go into here. Uh, we also had limited course features. It was, it was a pretty locked platform. It couldn't, we couldn't customize or change anything. But, uh, <clears throat> one of the highly requested features was playback speed, and we just couldn't do anything there. And then also high cost. We were, we were locked in at a per user cost of 2 to $3 per month, month, which felt like over time would be eating up a, a huge chunk of the revenues that the platform could generate. So at 20 to 30% of our, our revenues going to the platform itself. So we relaunched a year later uh, on a new website that was, that was built from the ground up via um, more modular technology. Uh, and we launched and have since grown to uh, 22 courses, um, soon to be 23 courses, including several video courses. So we've expanded from the audio messages that we originally launched with to some high quality video courses um, from uh, Brother Brousseau himself, recently we just launched our first video course from him. Uh, we also have um, Finney Curvilla and Dean Taylor and Chuck Pike all have video courses on our website as well. And we've seen, uh, I didn't post numbers from the previous page or from the previous site, but we've seen a better conversion rate and better retention uh, through, this, through this new platform. And we think some of that is the better, better community uh, options available. It's better forums, better places to discuss. Uh, we have something called an activity feed, which kind of surfaces a lot of the conversations. So when you log in, you can kind of see what people are talking about and join in. Uh, we've added things like playback speed, course notes, and in-course discussion. Uh, so people can kind of have conversations about what they're learning in more real time. Um, <clears throat> we've also were able to add more membership options. <clears throat> this has been a, a blessing in, in kind of two ways. One, it's given people that have the resources to pay more an option to do that, which has increased our overall revenues. But the thing that I'm most happy about is from the beginning, it, it, it felt like we wish that we could make sure that people that couldn't afford it could actually get access to it. So if someone legitimately doesn't have the money to access these teachings, it doesn't mean we don't want them to have an opportunity to learn them. And this gave us an opportunity to make a, a custom option that gave someone, gives someone a six month free access that, that can be renewed. And it just asked them simply, you know, if you can't afford to donate, we would love you to, to take this option. Um, <clears throat> and that's been a blessing. We've had a couple hundred people sign up on that over the, over the year. And it, it makes me um, excited about the global mission because there's many places in the world that simply can't afford $10 a month. Uh, and this, this opens some doorways there that, that I'm pretty excited about. It gave us some better marketing analytics. I won't go into that too much. And then no more per user licensing. So we're able to scale it without increasing our costs uh, greatly. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play this video. Many of you have probably already seen it, but it gives, I think David gives the best um, backdrop to the actual reasoning for what the historic faith is and what the type of content that will exist there <clears throat> uh, better than I can. And so I'll go ahead and play this here. Most Christians know more about the history of their country than they do about the history of Christianity.
Okay, what is the historic faith? Paul told Timothy, he said, the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So there was a faith that was complete. Paul had taught it to Timothy in front of a lot of witnesses. It wasn't something secret, something that, you know, all kinds of people knew. And it wasn't just Paul, it was all of the apostles teaching this. And he trained Timothy so Timothy could train the next generation and hand the faith to them. And he said, prepare them so that they can teach others also. So this would be passed from one generation to the next. So the faith was complete by the time the last apostle died, uh, John, which would have been around the year 100 AD. And yeah, we just have to go back and see what did Christians believe at that time period. Obviously, the New Testament is our best witness. It's our only inspired witness to what the historic faith was. The problem is that today you have thousands and thousands of different churches, denominations, sects. Each one says, we go by just what the Bible teaches, and yet they all teach contradictory things. So with the early Christian writings, we can go back and we can see what did Christians believe when there was still just one church where everywhere on earth, all Christians believed the same thing and they could trace it back to the days of the apostles. So the value of the early Christian writings is we have a witness to what people believed right after the apostles died and particularly the writings of men who were personally discipled by the apostles. Now one of the key things is that I do not want any of my listeners to take my word for, oh, this is what the early church taught. Everything I share in these messages are things that people can go themselves and look in the early Christian writings. So many people think that if they go to a Bible encyclopedia or to a commentary that they've researched the subject by going to that kind of source. No, the only way that you can research any subject, and this applies to secular subjects as well, is to go back to the primary sources. That is, historical documents, if we're talking about history, that were written at or about the the, uh, time the event took place. So like the New Testament, you want to get as close to it as you can. What did people believe when the New Testament was finished? The people who lived right in that time period, just after that, who heard it from the apostles, how did they understand the Greek? How did they understand the setting of, of the New Testament? So that's one requirement is using a primary source. The second is you have to start with a blank slate. If you already have your mind made up of what the historic faith is or what the New Testament teaches, then you're not going to get anywhere with any kind of research. You're just going to be looking for things that bolster your own view. So you've got to start off with a blank slate. Look, I may be totally wrong on this matter. Let me see what people believed in the beginning. This isn't about head knowledge. Reading the early Christian writings totally changed my life. I thought I was a strong, zealous Christian up until the time I read their witness. And then I realized, boy, if I'd lived in the church back in those days, I would be considered a backslidden, really washed out Christian. So it really took me back into the New Testament and made me seriously look at what Jesus Christ was saying, what his apostles were saying. Through these courses, our listeners are going to be learning a lot about the New Testament. They're going to learn a lot about church history uh, and what the early Christians practiced back then. But the whole point is to help them build an obedient love-faith relationship with Jesus Christ, for that to be strengthened so that they can become vital citizens of God's kingdom. So that gives a a good overview of what the type of content that we're shooting for. And whether it's David Brousseau's messages or some of the newer speakers that we've added to the platform, um, the... Most Christians know more... Um, the, The goal really is to to open the door to the the testimony of the early Christian witness to create a lens for us to, to have a basis for interpretation that isn't simply our own modern context to understand how people saw the world in those early days of Christianity. 
Um, so I'm going to continue on the site tour here. This is a, a picture of our activity feed. And like I already said, I won't, I won't spend much time here, but it's a place where our, our users can quickly get a glimpse of what others are doing on the platform or learning or posting about, uh, as well as our, our monthly giveaways that we've started this year. They can, they can check in on those as well. Uh, like I said, we have 22 courses and they, they are starting to be a fairly broad uh, basis of teaching. David Brousseau's content alone uh, covers almost every little doctrine that you can think of, not completely, but things like baptism and um, entertainment and dress and, and um, salvation and the Trinity. And <clears throat> uh, this is a, a huge array of topics. Uh, we've also added uh, a course recently called the Holy spirit by brother Chuck Pike that has been um, an incredible resource as well. Um, brother Finney has a very comprehensive course on, uh, Calvinism. And so I really encourage you to just go check out the course list and see if there's anything there that's, that's of interest to you. One of the, one of the features and feedback that our staff gave us, um, at Sattler that we're hoping to add soon is a, a tag based search. So right now, <clears throat> excuse me, you kind of have to sort through the courses and kind of find something that might have content that you're looking for. We're hoping to be able to make it so here soon so you can come here and pick a topic, say baptism, and then get all the courses that have content related to baptism uh, or, or um, salvation or maybe atonement or, or nonviolence and, and pick individual topics and then get courses that contain those types of topics. So you, don't, you can kind of search from two different ways to find what you're looking for as our library grows. Uh, there's an example of a course page. I won't spend much time there. Our forums, um, I'm not going to spend much time on any of these pages. We're running short on time here. Uh, we've recently launched a blog. So even if you don't want to uh, sign up for courses, you can go subscribe to our blog and get, get updates there. Uh, Engage the Faith has been a key part of this. Um, we've kind of, it's gone through some iterations and we've settled pretty much just on live Q and A's, uh, kind of like what we're doing here today. And for the next few months, at least, we're not going to pick topics. It's just going to be ask David, ask David anything. Uh, so it'll be an opportunity. If you've ever wanted to ask David a question, uh, now's a good time to sign up and, and we'll have those for the next few months. And it can be um, anything from his testimony or from what he's learned over the years. So it's a, it's a hopefully a helpful resource for our, for our listeners. Reviews. This has been encouraging to me that people have um, been able to hear a lot of these very difficult teachings of Jesus and come away feeling like it gave them life and, and encouragement. And so it's, it's something that I'm excited to see. Uh, quickly, I'll go through our, our plans uh, here. Our basic supporter plan is $10 a month. And what we have this marked as suggested as a sponsor. Uh, and what this basically allows us to do is our gratis program, our free program. And so for every one sponsor program, it covers the cost of a, of a free user. And we're pretty close to one-to-one. -one. We have a few more free users than we have sponsors to cover them and sustainers to cover them. But it's, it's close enough that we feel comfortable continuing where we are. Uh, I just like to encourage people to check that out if it's something that they can afford. One of our most popular plans is the family plan. And this allows you to add five, four sub accounts so that you can add your children. And maybe you have high schoolers that you want a Bible curriculum for in this or supplementary Bible curriculum. This can be a helpful resource for that as well. <clears throat> so the outcome, this is what I'm most excited about. <clears throat> so far, we, we checking this third box has been a difficult one of providing an income source to support the college mission. Uh, but the ones that I care about the most are, are going well. And I will say that the, the platform is sustainable at this point. It's covering its own cost. It's not necessarily supporting any, anything at the college at this point, but um, it, where it, where it matters is that it's covering its, its itself. Um, and then what's most important is the impact it seems to be having. <clears throat> we have members and, over 33 countries. And you'll notice some of these, there's just a huge variety of countries here. Um, United States, these are ordered in, in order of, of most, uh, most customers, least customers, but um, the Western, Western countries are obvious. The English speaking, predominantly English speaking Western countries are their most popular um, places. Um, but places like Uganda, uh, we, there's a church plant there uh, that has a lot of its, its people learning in this platform. And it's been very popular there. Uh, and, and we've seen some growth in, in some of these um, 
middle Africa countries um, <clears throat> there. And that's been exciting to see. But what I'm, what I'm excited to, when I see this list grow and even getting one customer in one of these countries is just a really exciting thing to me because we can effectively do a form of church planning without having to put anybody on a plane, without having to fly anybody anywhere. If we can get people excited to learn themselves and start, start taking some of these ideas and putting them into community, uh, we, can, we might be able to see some pretty awesome things over the coming years uh, through the work that's being done here and, and taking content that's already been um, available for so many years and making it more available um, to, to more people that maybe never could have had a CD shipped to them or afforded a $5 MP3 or, um, you know, this, this give, opens some doors to some, 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 some new, new ideas and new places that I'm pretty excited about. We're also able to provide work-study income for about five students right now through this program, which that's, so it's a partial success as far as um, being able to support some of the mission at the college as well. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm probably going to just wrap up here. I had a few more slides. Um, I may have one, I might do one more slide after this 626. So I want to, I want to close here because I'd love to get your feedback or your questions just to kind of see what people are thinking. I want to read um, two of these. Uh, these are some testimonies and this is also something that I'm just really excited about. This course was fascinating and that I have up until, up until discovering this material heard so little about the early Christians. And it makes sense to me that they ought to be a resource by which we can better understand the teachings of Jesus and his apostles in the new Testament. We get a lot of feedback like this, and it's really exciting to see that, that this, these new um, doorways to the early testimony of the, of the saints is, is becoming available to people and people are eating it up and excited about it. And this one right here is also really encouraging to me as well. I'm a 31-year-old born and raised conservative Mennonite, and for the first time, I truly understand why I wear a head covering, and that is a beautiful thing. Thank you so much for this course. I'm excited to share a lot of this in my ladies' Sunday school classes. So this is also really encouraging to me is that um, many of us that have grown up, we, we actually practice and believe a lot of what the early church taught, but maybe don't know a lot of the, a lot of the things behind it. And so this is just a really encouraging thing to see um, when people live out uh, their, their beliefs based on principles of it rather than just the practice of it. And so I, I love, I love to see things like that as well. Um, the future, uh, I won't spend too much time here, more video courses. So we can look forward to that mobile app, a native mobile app coming this summer. Uh, and then we're going to be doubling down on word of mouth. Um, I'll jump to the challenges here. And the reason we're doubling down on word of mouth is as advertising does not seem to work. We've spent quite a bit of money on advertising and I don't know if we're just not getting our messaging right. Um, but to a broader audience, we've, we've had a challenge um, getting, making those, those dollars make sense. Uh, whereas word of mouth has directly been beneficial. Another challenge is that it's a side project right now. And once we get to a tipping point financially with the project, I would love to hire a full-time uh, historic faith director. I think right now we're maybe getting 25% of what this whole project could, could potentially be if it could become a main project versus a side project. Um, the team is seasonal, no fault of their own. Our, our students come and go uh, and finals and midterms and all that. This, that might be, if you've been a part of the platform and you've seen kind of fluctuation and waves of content coming out, it's because we do as much as we can while we can and then it kind of dries up for a while. Um, and we've seen decent linear growth and no signs of exponential growth at this point, but we are happy with linear growth and just see it grow over time slowly and, and slog through that. We're happy to do that as we, as we see that there is still interest and we're excited about that. So how you can help, um, pray for us. Um, one of a regular prayer at Sattler is that if what we're doing doesn't bring glory to God, that he would, he would. Uh, remove it from the face of the earth. Um, but we, we do hope that what we're doing is, is bringing glory to God and, and strengthening the kingdom. Um, so we pray that you would, you would ask for God's blessing for us in that. Tell others, um, what, like I said, word of mouth is huge, even if it's something that maybe doesn't fit what you're interested in, how you like to learn. Uh, maybe it can be a tool for others around you. Consider becoming a member. Um, whether or not you can actively use it every day, becoming a member does support the mission overall, both at Sattler, but also as our gratis program or free program for people around the world that can't afford it. Personal growth, sermon prep, there's just a lot of, a lot of valuable resources there. And then finally, 
right now, I would love feedback, ideas. Maybe you already are a member and you're like, hey, I wish it did this. Why doesn't it do that? I'd love to hear that and see how people are experiencing the platform. So all in there, any questions, suggestions? I've been talking for a while. Well, thank you so much, Clark, for sharing that. That was really interesting. Um, and I got to say, just my personal uh, interaction with this, I've, in the past, I have listened to a lot of David Bristow's uh, stuff that he has out on his, that he had out on school publishing. Mm-hmm. And so when Historic Faith first started up, I know I was, I was getting um, notifications about it and things. And so uh the reason I didn't subscribe to it is because it seemed like it's a lot of, a lot of material I had already listened to. And so I'm excited to hear new stuff coming on. And I think that the, your ask David, anything session sounds really interesting. So yeah. Um, yeah that's been a lot of fun. Yeah. So do you have any sneak peeks of, of new courses that will, will be coming out or, yeah, actually, um, so we have two new uh, courses coming out from Brother Chuck Pike. One is expository teaching. Uh, this is a little bit different type of course, so we're, it'll be interesting to see what kind of interest it has, um, but specifically a course on how to do expository teaching well. I personally am very excited about that course. Uh, and then we also have one more um, one more prophecy course in the, in the pipes from, from brother Chuck Pike. And then as, as far as David's content goes, we've partially released uh, an, a new type of course from him on the, his uh, commentary on, on the gospel according to Matthew. So it's kind of a, um, a team course between his book and then him kind of answering some of the behind the scenes uh, thought process that went into that, that commentary. And then also just clarifying maybe some of the, some of the teaching that is there. So uh, the, you get assigned a reading, you read a section of the book, and then he talks about that section. And then you have a discussion with other people in that that have been learning along with it. So right now we have, I think, six uh, videos up of that. And that's going to be something that releases over time. So then next month, we'll have another three or four hours of content uh, coming up for that. And then um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else immediate. Those are the two in the next few months here. We have some other stuff for later this year, but that's not quite in a position yet to say for sure. Well, great. That's actually really exciting. That's, that's enough for me to say I'm going to sign up. So. <laughs> Sounds great. Hopefully it's for someone else. Okay. Anyone else? You have questions? Bring them on. Yeah. One comment. Um, excellent work with marketing um, and design. Uh, excellent work there. And also content platform. There's just a lot of a lot of good stuff. Um, recently, I've had a couple of friends who are going through the Anabaptist history by Dean Taylor, mm-hmm. and uh, there's just a lot of good stuff there. I want to listen to it. I haven't haven't got to it yet. Uh, definitely to get there. Uh, but a question for you, Clark: What it, which is your most popular course? You mind sharing that? The the most popular course ends up being the introduction to the historic faith. Um, mainly because we recommend it, <laughs> okay. Uh, I believe so. That ends up being one of our most popular mm-hmm. courses. Another one that actually is is pretty popular is is Brother Finney's um, Calvinism course. Mm. And then most recently, I think due to the elections, um, by far our most watched course, at least for a while, was Dean's little mini course on on uh, politics, Christians and in, in politics. Um, that Excellent was course. obviously highly popular for, mm-hmm. we'll probably resurface that during elections. <laughs> That's great. That was an excellent. I think you kind of did that last minute from what I understood and uh, yeah. wow. Powerful. I, yeah, that was, that was a res- uh, one of my top resources for engaging people around that on the subject. So great work. Keep it up. Thank you. What are your thoughts on reframing the family plan to also include a high school plan, maybe for, for church high school with uh, maybe some module or method of reporting for teachers? That's a really good idea. Um, I actually write that down. It's something we've explored a little bit before, but it's, it's gotten pushed on the back burner. Um, Front yeah, burner, front burner, come on. <laughs> <laughs> is there something that you, is that something that you see as a we've had we've had one high school reach out to us 
Um, but they didn't really pursue it past that. As you see that as a, a market available that, or, that would be interested? For us, yes. Okay. Absolutely, yeah. 100%. Yeah, I'd love, if you would um, send me a chat with your contact information, I'd love to follow sure. up and just kind of brainstorm that idea and see what the actual requirements are. Absolutely. Shoot in the dark. Yeah. Yep. Great. Thanks, John. Well, thanks for those comments. Any others? Last call here. Okay, if not, thank you so much for sharing, Clark. Really thank you, Wendell. Thanks, everybody. And I believe we're ready for, for you, Brother Zach, um, sharing about Sattler College. So give us a little introduction and yourself, maybe, and, and take it from here. And then, of course, we'll be doing a Q&A as well. Great. Well, my name is Zach Johnson here. Can, did my screen share here the, the slides? Great. Just checking in on that. And my the newest joke that I've I've given, um, I got married. This is my my wife Crystal in the bottom corner and my son Life L-E-I-F. It's a Swedish name. My grandpa spoke straight Swedish. And then I'm gonna be sharing on my strife. So my wife, my life, my strife is now become Sattler College and this this journey that I've been on. So my 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 story with Sattler goes way back in the day. Up in the top right corner is the founder of Sattler College. Clark mentioned him. His name is Dr. Caravilla. And I, I, I actually use the founding um, documents of Sattler as an appendix in my application to become a conscientious objector, showing that in the future, I couldn't be in the military and work at a college like Sattler. So a place where, you know, my faith was integral to even the place that I was working and so I, I've been there and I've heard Brother Finney talking about it since like 2016. It's now 2021. It's kind of amazing to see how time has flown there. And and as I sort of frame the discussion here, there's so many things that we could talk about at the college. But the one that I'm going to sort of zone in on a little bit is the discipleship component of the college. I think there, there's a lot of other products that we offer and I'll briefly talk about them, but I, I do want to just sort of zoom in on the discipleship component. If you go to Sattler College's main website, there's a tagline at the top, and it says something like, equipping, the, equipping Jesus's peaceful revolution, light the world through academic, de- academic excellence and relational discipleship. So we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit today. And when, when you look at, at Sattler, <laughs> the, the first year that I worked at Sattler, it was an, it was merely an idea and recruiting students to an idea is much harder than many of you, many people imagine in my mind. Like there's no campus, no teachers, no anything. It was like, come to this idea. And so over the course of time, started off with 22 students back in the fall of 2018. And we've grown to our current baseline of 75 students. They come from 17 different U.S. states and now plus and now people call home can some Canada, Egypt, and Tibet. And so when when you look at what we've done this last year, we finally got approved by the US government to be able to accept international students, which has been a huge goal for us to be able to, to actually bring students from abroad on a student visa. So we're we're really, really excited about the future of being able to pull in people all over the world and have sort of a holding tank here in Boston. On the, on the breakdown of the, the male to female ratio, we have about 29 female students and 46 male, and nine of those are married students. So kind of a, a diverse class. I, I can talk a little bit more about the, the breakdown of our student body, but if you have questions about them, we can, we can sort of go in at the end. Our most, we, we offer five majors. Um, we, have, we sort of have these two programs running where we recruit to a four-year program which grants the bachelor's degree but this year we piloted a program called the biblical certificate which takes about a year to complete and we had 15 students come and go through that and we had a majority of them actually switch over to the four-year program 
which was our, uh, <laughs> we're not manipulative, but th that was our hope all along is that people would come and kind of get a taste and be like, you know, I really want to stay and turn this into a four-year program. And if you're interested in more of the majors, they're really easy to find. Just go to sattlercollege.org to sort of look at the different offerings there. And I, I do want to zone in on some of the results from our last year. This is last year's results. We haven't polled our students uh, at the close of this year yet, but there, there's a there's a video of Brunner Finney. He shares a quote from from Frederick Douglass that kind of says something like, "It's easier to build strong children than fix broken men." And all over the place, Sattler, the Sattler College was started because there's a there's an idea, at least across the United States, that college becomes a, a time to to sow your wild oats, so to speak. And, and across a lot of the state schools, there's a huge party scene. And you, you, you see people's characters sort of being attacked throughout their college years. And it's not only, a, and, and it sort of decreases. And the, the idea is that this should be a time of your life where you're growing and not, not decreasing in character. So we just asked our students some, some simple questions here. This is the most simple way to report what we found. This is last year's students again, not the, 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 the year ahead. And, and so we asked them, your, your my, my fervency, consistency, and prayer has improved, no change or worsened. So we see a lot of students coming and improving their prayer life there. My fervency and consistency and time spent in God's word has improved, no change, worsened. You see the majority there with the improved. All of our students take a course with, um, with Brother Finney where they have to actually turn in a, a journal with their daily devotionals. And it, it's actually funny. There's a little bit of a reaction to, should I be graded on my, my spiritual life with God? And the, our answer has been, it's okay if, it, if the outcome is some, something like what you're seeing here. My fervency and consistency in fasting has improved, no change worsened. So we see an improvement there, a lot of, of uh, looking at fasting. The quality and consistency of my personal devotion in life has improved my fervency and consisting and Bible memory. This is, this is an area that we don't zoom in on a lot because the students tend to have a lot on their plate, but actually improved. We see my walk in purity. This is an area that is, I don't want to underestimate the, the, the fear I have of purity and the danger. I think the enemy is just circling in on the availability of a lot of online material and a lot of particularly our young men are I haven't met a single person who hasn't encountered pornography in their life yet up to this point. And even in the female realm, we've, we've, we've actually tried to, to start to de deconstruct this, the, the notion that only males struggle with this. It's, it's not necessarily the case, but purity has increased and all things considered quality time was spent with important relationships in my life. It's also improved. And then sharing my friends and consisting with sharing my faith and the gospel has improved. So the, those are sort of the metrics we're looking at when we're thinking about how do we actually measure a discipleship program and look at some of the results there. And the heart of the heart of our discipleship program comes from something called journey groups. It's a really, really simple idea that as, as brothers and sisters, we, on a weekly basis, we meet together for about an hour and a half, and we just, we go over some of the spiritual goals that we have and try to set a trajectory of growth in our own, own lives. A lot of us have this, have these ambitions, and sometimes it's just really good to sit down with a group of tr trusted people to check in on you, and these also become accountability groups for, for things like purity and, and other things like that. And we also have some, some different curriculum we go through about the, the spiritual disciplines and areas that we can grow in. So other than that, we have these journey groups. There's a sort of a mentor for each group. We have campus activities. Each day we, we meet for something called tea time where we, we sing and somebody shares a, a pearl of wisdom is what it's called, where you just get like a short story about somebody's life. A lot of our academic courses, particularly in the biblical and religious studies world, really focus in on some of these things that people want to grow in. And then recently we've added an RA program. An RA is just a, a resident advisor at a dorm 
or if someone kind of has a spiritual mentor. And then some of the local churches out here have also started a host family program where before showing up in Boston, students are opted are they choose to be paired with an existing church family. So those are those are sort of the components that make this tick. But I, I, I did want to spend a little bit of time just talking about something called leading indicators versus lagging indicators. So this is actually a business concept or a business metric. So a lot of times when we look at how to design a program, people in the back of their mind, they have ambitions for lagging indicators, but they fail to measure. People start to figure out over the course of time that we, the only thing we can measure are leading indicators. So I'll I'll give you a quick example in, in the world of construction. My dad was heavily involved in, in engineering and construction and in construction, the lagging indicator that most construction companies end up really obsessing over these big ones is safety. You know, how, how do we have zero incidents of, of safety where somebody is injured on the job? And so the, the, the lagging indicator is let's be safe. Let's have zero accidents. But then some of the leading indicators behind that become, hey, did you wear your hard hat? Did you, did you harness up? It, it's the smaller moments that lead up to the larger outcomes. So we, we've sort, sort of broken down our discipleship program into these six different leading indicator, leading indicator areas where every week we say, Hey, it's a simple accountability method where we say, have you been fervent in the word? Um, have you been fervent in prayer? Have you met your fasting goals? Have you met your purity goals? Those are sort of personal. And then on the missional side of things, we say, Hey, have you, have you shared your faith with an unbeliever this week? Or we've some people when they they're still learning to share faith, they might not be comfortable with it. We say, were you on mission for the gospel this week? And then on, on, on top of that, we have this other missional goal of quality time. I spent quality time with my family and the church. And if any of you are small group leaders or accountability group leaders, I think this is a, an actually a really excellent skeleton structure to sort of lead an accountability group that meets on a regular basis. And we, we structure this through, through students, students who actually have gone through the program, become journey group leaders, and they learn how to, to walk the, the new students through this. And we, we also have these, these modules called, called the Beatitude modules, where we actually work our way through Jesus's Beatitudes, a sort of more character-based growth on top of the habit-based growth. So we, we talk about, hey, what, is, what does it mean to be poor in spirit? What does it mean to mourn? And we're, we're sort of just iterating this right now. So I'm not going to get into this a ton, but we do have sort of all of our journey groups sit in a course with me called uh, management leadership and decision-making where we sort of figure out, hey, how do we develop people into what they want to become? And that, that's sort of the, the core of it. And when we think, I'm going to skip this slide here. When we think about the long-term outcome of this leading versus lagging indicators, we have a deep, deep belief that if we obsess over those small questions that we ask each other every day on a, on a regular basis, that over the course of time, that our ambitions to fulfill, you know, that the Great Commission, they actually have a shot of taking root. So when, when we look at teaching people evangelism, the leading, the leading indicator is, did you go and try to schedule time with someone this week to share, the, share your faith? And the lagging indicator on the back end of that over the course of time, it makes sense, would be a baptism, right? If you do this consistently and you're, you're trying to get good of it, eventually, if you have a lot of people doing this, you'll, you'll end up seeing disciples being made. So baptisms would be a lagging indicator. Kingdom building, you know, I, I, I didn't label this church planning because a lot of our, a lot of the students aren't going to go plant a, a new church while they're here, but are my efforts seeing the church survive and thrive? Where if our, if our personal lives are really intact with God and we're abiding and we're coming to him broken in prayer on a regular basis, that we will expect to see the, our, our own churches um, surviving and thriving. And it, it, it kind of starts with us. And then in the, in the long end of things, this, this service lagging indicator where we're encouraging and we're really hoping that some of our students and some of them will 
go on to, to try to tackle some of these really big problems that we see in the world or have a make a small dent poverty injustice education healthcare business christian discipleship and world change and so you know the, the grand ambition here is that sattler exists uh, to sort of be a pedestal a platform to support the church and its commission to to do what christ has called us to do and we're, we're five years in and there's a lot of of things that could could change in the future here and i did want to just share a little bit that in, in the course of Sattler's life, the, the hardest thing by far has always been recruiting students and finding the right people to come and be at Sattler as a new idea. And so there's, there's a lot of things working for us and working against us. One of the one of the things working for us has just been, like Brother Clark said, is just word of mouth. So we, we've created a, already a few dynasties. So siblings have come and now we have four or five, you know, sibling dynasties you, you look at college, the college world and the odds of you going to the place where your older sibling went is way higher. And so that, that's really encouraging to us to know that, you know, siblings are recruiting their younger, younger siblings to come here. I think it's a good sign. But the things working against us and this is I, I hope this is more like a not a recency bias thing. But when I go and I talk about Sattler sort of visiting different churches and communities, at least in I'll just call it maybe the the conservative Anabaptist world, I've, I've heard some really interesting, um, I'll, I'll call them myth. I'm just going to say myths on the side and maybe some brothers can, can help me walk through this. I know that brother, brother Finney and brother Dean are just saying, let it lie. Just don't pay attention. But one, one example I was in, uh, where was I? I was in Lancaster the other, this past, uh, this past holiday season. And someone came up to me and they said, I heard, that Sattler students have to watch Joe Biden campaign videos before they go to sleep every night. And I, I sort of just batted my eyes at them. And I was like, where, where is this coming from? That like, it, it couldn't be more opposite that we're, we're sort of trying to pull out the, the world from politically. And if you ever show up to Sattler's campus, all of us have, are like very passionate about about disengaging with with politics and in the way that a lot of people are so there, there's a lot of talk behind the scenes that i wish people would just come and be like hey is this true we're, we're open and transparent another one i heard just recently if you haven't if you haven't actually listened to brother finney has an amazing podcast on on his thoughts on the vaccination i was just recently traveling this last weekend back in pennsylvania as well and someone came up and they said hey i heard that Sattler is pro-abortion and I and I, I looked at them and I said how, how where did this where is this coming from and it, it came from brother Finney's podcast and what, what brother Dean and Finney had just told to me that, that their encouragement has been if people want to beat a dog they're going to find a stick like then <laughs> I feel like on the on the on the back end of things a lot of we're being beaten a lot on, on some of these smaller issues and I'm always like how how, how much does Sattler do we just keep on existing or do we go on the offense or defense and the, the guidance has been that we'll, we'll just keep on existing and then in the, the 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 other thing that a lot of people push back on with Sattler and this one I I actually pay a little bit more attention to because I think there's a tiny bit of truth to it and it's it's yet to be proven is what will our what will the students do after coming to Sattler will they return to their home communities and be supportive and engaged or will they sort of disengage with where they came from and sort of leave everything they knew behind to pursue something new and and great particularly with with questions of the faith and i i hope you know we we are new but i i hope the answer to that last one is both and right that that last slide i showed is that we want to see the gospel reached the nations, and I think home communities are an immense key to that. But I also, you know, we, we have a call for people to be going to new places where our beliefs don't currently exist. So that's, those are some of the things just working for us and against us. And I'm, I know it's about 6.54 right now, so I'm just going to pause and end there. But I hope that, you know, Brother Clark said that we often we pray that we would have success where the Lord would have had success and failure where we would have failure. And our, our prayer is just that we could be a small part of hastening 
Christ coming um, through the, our efforts here. Well, thanks, brother. Thanks for sharing that. Um, really interesting look into what's happening there at Sattler. So you sort of addressed this. I have a, a quick question here. Maybe it's not a quick question. <laughs> um, you sort of addressed this just here at the end, but there's this idea that higher education equals apostasy. Mm-hmm. A lot of my background, people from my background, and and you you address that a little bit with like Sattler specifically. But do you have any more thoughts on that? Yeah. So there's there's this idea that if you look at the if you look at the trajectory of most institutions in higher education, there's the term that people have labeled as mission drift, where it starts off originally with a good intent but over the course of time that it drifts into a somewhere where it didn't intend to be. So a lot of people in the, in the Anabaptist world point to institutions like, like an Eastern Mennonite university or, or Goshen college as, as examples that I've, that I've had brought up. And I think, I think higher education is in danger of, you know, everyone is in danger of mis- mission drift, but there's, there's this, really fun tagline that I think it's really easy to memorize. An, an argument of abuse is not an argument against use. That's, that's sort of my, my one-liner for this. An argument of abuse is not an argument against use. And if we truly believed that we should stay away from things that have drifted, most of us would, would admit that we couldn't be part of the church. The church has also drifted enormous places over the course of time. And we believe that it's it's possible to, to root an institution and not drift. And we've been really intentional in doing that through something called the founding precepts. So Sattler, you'll hear us a lot of us talk about, we're not governed by uh, a denomination or a set of people. We're, we're rather governed by a set of precepts. And on a yearly basis, we, our, our board has to acknowledge these, they're, they're sort of unchanging precepts and they, they, they link very closely to the historic faith. Our board has to acknowledge them. Our, we have to do an internal audit to check ourselves against those. Um, if not, our, our charter says that we stop. And then our funding is actually also tied to our adherence to the founding precepts, which it in the back end of it, there's sort of this internal mechanism of self-destruct mode that, that's been built in from the beginning if it's found that this institution has drifted from those. And I'll just, I'll speak to this a tiny bit too, just personally. I've, I've heard that from the beginning. So I actually went and spent the last two summers down at Eastern Mennonite University pursuing a graduate certificate there in conflict transformation because I was very curious you know, people have told me if Sattler is going to turn into this, I was like, oh, I'm going to go see what we're going to turn into, sort of just to get a personal take on it. And the directionality of Sattler, I would, I would just, the, the, what I would explain to people is that it feels like the people that have started this, this institution are running towards the faith. Um, the, the president was, we, we all came out of something different or, or pursuing it. And the, the, the start of these other ones, it seems like their directionality was already running away from it from the very beginning. And that's just sort of what I've noticed in, in sort of my brief encounters. And I would say that we're, it, it, it's like apples and oranges to me, the, the, the institution that we have versus just a typical um, other institution of higher education. That was a long-winded answer, but hopefully that, that helps. Yeah, thanks, Zach. That was really helpful for me, at least, and I'm sure for some of the other listeners. So someone else have a question for Zach. Go ahead. I'm wondering if some of these principles that you presented in the slide, Zach, could be um, distilled and implemented backwards for as i brought up before with with a context of a christian school or even for homeschool so that not only those things would be in place for your onboarding students but also 
as a wider audience to grade schoolers and and high schoolers yeah thanks is, is your name dan hopefully your name yeah, right. yeah. Dan, thanks for your comment we we have ambitions to to publicize the program once it's gone through a little bit more of tweaking and iterations so we can sort of get it to a point where we want to broadcast it the way that we might do that we're, we're trying to sort of exploring the ideas of publishing the curriculum for the discipleship program and sure. then there's also talk of I, I showed that the lagging indicator slide with the tracking elements. Exactly. There, there's talk of actually developing some sort of technology tool that aids in in sort of giving people a structure to do this accountability. Yep. It would be called something like journey groups. We haven't really, I don't think we've been confident enough in the stability of the program because every year we sort of have tweaked things as we get feedback and, and and so I think we'll probably do that in the future, but I don't think we're ready yet to sort of broadcast it until we've, we've really had like a four year iteration of it. And mm-hmm. we've gotten feedback from en- enough people to give it to say, Hey, we really trust this, this as a system. Right. So TBD, <laughs> <laughs> maybe in the future. Thank you, Zach. Um, so I'm really curious. You're a you're a man of vision and purpose, and you're someone who's disciplined your your life for a long time in the academic world uh, with the goal of becoming part of the the U.S. See, was that Navy, Air Force, Air Force? Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, the U.S. Air Force, and uh, obviously you you change your tra- trajectory by. Uh, a 180 there, maybe in some ways, uh, from from that to the kingdom of God, which is really exciting. Um, as you look at Sattler and the work you're doing there uh, with education, stewarding that, dis- helping to discipline their their intellect um, and their lives. Really, that was that was powerful. You, you you didn't even focus on your core curriculum. You talked about the ways you're helping people get discipled. Uh, and that that's that was really fascinating to see those metrics that you're using there. And it doesn't surprise me. I'm knowing Brother Finney, he's somebody who cares deeply about metrics like that because it, uh, as he as he says, form your habits, then your habits will form you. And uh, that's that's powerful. Um, but as you look at uh, as you look at ahead, what are some of the things? What are some of the big dreams that you have to see us as Kingdom Christians uh, and a Baptist world uh, getting into that we aren't into? Do you, do you have any of this? <laughs> I don't know if you're you're drawing this up on my previous talk here or not, Brian. But there, you, you know, one of the one of the dreams that I have across the Anabaptist world, and that maybe I can take my Sattler half. I maybe I can't. I'm going to take my. This is Zach Johnson speaking as just a brother in Christ, not as a Sattler representative. David Rousseau wrote a book yeah. called called a. Uh, I always forget the name of it. Common. Common sense. Is it common sense? Is that the book he wrote? That's right. Yes, it's, it's on plain speaking, right? No, no, different. It's 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 one of his original books. He stopped publishing, and he just he interesting. Gets into, he gets into the statistics of how many. Yeah, there it is. Glenn's holding it up. <laughs> Thank you, Glenn. He gets into the statistics of how many church denominations there are. And it's shocking to me. It's like 30,000 or something like this. And I look at that and I'm like, 30,000 denominations. We, we as like Christ followers must, must in my life, figure out a way to unify the broad movement of Christ followers who we would be in, in unity with. And, one of my hopes over, you know, with Sattler and the Anabaptist community is always that we, we can find we can find some commonality back in the historic faith and sort of erase some of the lines that have might have come up over the course of time. I'm I'm very passionate about it. My wife comes from my wife comes from the conservative Anabaptist world and I've, I I fellowship with, a, uh, you know, followers of the way here in Boston and there still hasn't. Over, when I see there still hasn't been this two-way street that's been created between 
someone like myself with followers of the way and mo- some of the Anabaptist communities over things that I think are really important to talk about. But over the course of time, I would be, I would, I really hope that people could, could look at someone like me or someone like, you know, brother Fanny and welcome us into whatever kingdom representation is there. If, if we've proven ourselves faithful to the new Testament, those teachings, that's just like one of them. And then my, my pet peeve habit, my pet, project is christian peacemaking i would i in my last talk i call, called it no blood but our own i'm very passionate about getting some bases set up over the world and engaging in in man-made conflict and i think that i think that the, if, if i could like look at a group of people where there's a pool of martyrs just waiting to be mobilized and sent i think it's the anabaptist community that there's just young people who would die for the things they believe. And I, I really do hope that in our generation, we start to see a little bit more people taking risks for the things they believe to get to the gospel to where it needs to be. And that's a broad answer, Bryant, but I'll leave it there that I think that we'll, we'll see a lot of things like that happening in the next five to 10 years. Amen. May God raise up more laborers. Amen. Thank you for sharing. Yep. Yes, very well. Any other questions or comments before we wrap this up here this morning? Been really blessing. Okay, well, if not, thanks so much, Brother Clark, Brother Zach, for sharing. Clark, would you take us out with a word of prayer? Yeah, I would be happy to. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to gather here digitally. Um, it's, it's a fascinating world that we live in, to, that we can have brothers from various parts of the world gather to talk about things we're passionate about. Uh, Lord, we thank you for this opportunity. I pray that you would... Um, take anything that we've said here today and, and use it for your glory and for the building of your kingdom and the hastening of the return of Christ. Um, I pray that each one of us could look at the things around us and the tools around us and the gifts that you've given to us and we could pick them up and, and get to work this week um, to, to benefit our neighbor and bring blessing to the whole world. Um, I thank you for these these men that have have organized this um, and their their mission here. I pray that you'd bless them, uh, that their their work might might uh, blossom and grow and and continue to build. We love you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again, gentlemen. It was it was such a such a joy to be on here. You're on mute. You're on mute, Wendell. <clears throat> <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Zach and, and Clark. Real blessing to have you on here. Thank That's you for presenting. Fun. Yes. One. Okay. I think I'm unmuted now. Yeah. One quick announcement here. If anyone, for those who are still on is next week, we are starting a new series called King and country. And we're starting out that with brother Chuck Pike. Hmm. And he is talking about uh, the king prophesied and just see if I can pull up his. Yeah. So you check out, check out strength strength.org. If you want to look at what's coming up and there'll be uh, announcements coming out this week. So looking really looking forward to hearing about hearing him speak on that. That will be really good. So we'll see you next week and goodbye for now. God bless your day. As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend.